ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to a very special night of Speak Life. We are almost Christmas here. We are getting very close. First of all, thank you for tuning in tonight and being a part of this broadcast. It's always an honor to share with you the word of the Lord and and to share what the Lord is sharing with me. And uh, I honor uh, the word of the Lord. I, I honor what God has said, and and uh, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you. You know, one of the slogans <clears throat> for this broadcast is "Tomorrow's News Today," and uh, tonight I want to I want to kind of recap some of these things. And for those of you who are new to this broadcast, my name is Marty Layton. Uh, I'm ordained as as a prophet with uh, Christian International Ministries under Doctor. Bill Hammond, we call him Bishop Bill Hammond, and I call him Papa. Uh, my wife Tracy and I are the senior pastors and leaders of a wonderful church right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee, called Life Point. You need to come out and visit us. It's a powerful, awesome church. Our whole family serves with us. Our two sons, Matthew and Michael, and our daughter, Brittany, and our son-in-love, Michael, all serve in the ministry with us, and God is doing some amazing things in our home church here. you got to come check us out, be a part, get under the anointing, and uh, we'll lay hands on you, uh, we'll prophesy the word of the Lord to you. It's just a powerful time. So if you're in the Nashville area and you come out uh, or, or come to the, to the area just to visit, come out and enjoy us, uh, enjoy a service in person. And uh, we meet at 4 p.m., 4 o'clock, every Sunday afternoon at 403 Walton Ferry Road right here in Hendersonville. And this Sunday, by the way, we'll be, we will be celebrating Christmas together. Uh, I love this time of year. I am Mr. Christmas, and I love singing Christmas songs, and uh, especially with our church family in the house of God. And so a shout out to all of our church family out there. You are so near and dear to our hearts. We love you all so much. Uh, And then I'll be sharing a powerful prophetic message on Christmas. You know, there's so much prophetic uh, wrapped in Christmas. There's so much that God has uh, to say to our world today through Christmas and uh, why it's so important for us to celebrate And so we look forward to seeing you there this Sunday, 4 p.m. at 403 Walton Ferry Road right here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. You know, last year I had a gentleman come up to me after the Christmas service and say, you know, every time I come to church, you preach almost the very same message, either about the birth of Christ or the crucifixion of Christ. And I had to explain him uh, the only two times a year he comes to church is Christmas and Easter. Uh, but that that is a true story, and so that's why he hears the same message. Uh, but he actually did say that to me, and so, amen. Uh, you know, before we get started tonight, <clears throat> how many of you are keeping your joy regardless of what is happening in the world around us? You know, the temptation of the enemy is to push you so hard that you stop being joyful, and the joy of the Lord is your strength. And uh, Jesus said, They'll know you are my my disciples uh, because of the love that you have for each other. I love the people of God. I love those that are connected with us. And, uh, you know, I want to encourage you. Keep the joy of the Lord. You're doing great things. And uh, I have a video I'd like to share with you. It's a brief video that I just got today from our dear friend, uh, Philip Cameron. And Philip is uh, he has a ministry called Orphan's Hands. And those of you that know us and have been a part of this ministry, you know that we have partnered with them uh, with a campaign that we've called Coats by Christmas. And uh, we have been sending coats, uh, blankets, uh, food, and uh, you know, you don't, if you don't have a coat that you want to send or a coat that you want to buy, and you just want to send $5 or $10, every little bit, helps. And uh, and so he sent a, a new video today that I want to share with you uh, just on what what we are accomplishing over there, uh, just with the small offerings. It's amazing what a little bit can do. And so uh, watch this. You're going to love this. And then I'll be right back. 
a year ago, their world was a happy place. They had jobs, their kids were in school. The corner shop sold bread and cheese and everything else. Their world was just like yours. Until through the mist and snow monsters came. The tracks rattled on the ice-packed fields. The guns pointed towards the world they lived in. It took less than a second to obliterate everything they had spent their lives building. There are no accurate numbers as how many have died. The end is nowhere in sight. We have been in Ukraine for years. From the first explosion we were involved, we took this assault personally. The orphan's hands could not stand on the sidelines and do nothing. Our amazing group of young men and women did the unimaginable. Once again, they drove into a war zone. Once orphans themselves, they have felt personally the hand of grace and redemption. To go to this devastated world seems to them as normal as having a meal or going to church. They drove for hours, unable to stop and stretch their legs as inches on each side of the vehicles were live mines. Every few miles, they were stopped at checkpoints by nervous soldiers. They were running along the line between the Russians and Ukrainians. Our team finally reached Kherson, a recently liberated city still held in the grip of desperation. They had brought food, wood-burning stoves that will save lives in the bitter deadly cold that is to come. They brought blankets that to many is the only barrier between survival and death. On a dreary day, within the sound of guns and bombs, the most astonishing thing took place. The rescued became their rescuers. Hundreds waited in the rain, shuffling along in a line that ended up in love. A smile, bread, fish, and words of care from the heart of the redeemed. As they traveled, they came across bombed-out villages, scarred by the strafe of bullets, destroyed by the land ships of death. Their water, electricity, and everything else was gone. But the wood and stove had become the guardian against the deadly cold. We know it is impossible for most to even imagine this world. But by giving and praying together for this unfolding tragedy, we can join our hearts and hands to bring the hope that was sent to earth by a loving God. If it were us, we would wait in line, hoping that someone somewhere was thinking of us. We must go back. Will you send us? Every gift you give allows us to be his hands. Isn't that touching? You know, that right there, you are making possible. You are making it possible. And uh, again, the, the website is coatsbychristmas.com. Coatsbychristmas.com. Dot com, and you are making a difference in our world. You're helping people, and kind of the new addition uh, to what we're doing there is those wooden wood burning stoves, and uh, it's amazing uh, that we're able to do these things. And, and so I thank each and every one of you for your for your five dollars, for your ten dollars, for your twenty dollars, whatever you're able to give. It's making a huge difference. It's changing lives. It's saving lives. And uh, like they said in the, in the video, it was, it's a, it was a world just like our world. And then suddenly everything changed. And so I want to thank you again for being a part of that and for helping. Uh, you're making a difference. 
And uh, I want you to see the fruit of your labors and the fruit of your prayers and continue to pray. The most powerful thing we can do is pray. Amen. And again, Jesus said, they'll know you're my disciples by the love that you show for each other. And that's truly showing the love of Christ to those who are in need and who are less fortunate and really to those who can do nothing in return. And so uh, bless you for your for your support and uh, for all that you've done to help so far. Amen. You know, before we get into the teaching tonight, <clears throat> I wanted to share some of the prophetic things uh, that I prophesied that are coming to pass. And uh, you can actually go back into the archives and hear it for yourself. Uh, but I prophesied on July 22nd, uh, 2022, uh, that we were going to, that we were not going into captivity uh, to communism or to socialism, uh, but that God was about to reveal some things through a, a Julian Assange type of a person. Uh, Julian Assange is the guy who is the founder of WikiLeaks, and rem- I don't know if, how many of you remember that he he's the one that released uh, many uh, secret documents and uh, things that were uh, exposing some of the uh, corruption in, in, in certain places. And uh, But God showed me that there was another person, kind of like a Julian Assange type of a person, uh, who would be fearless in divulging hidden facts. And, uh, and the specific words that God gave me was, God has the list. And I saw in a vision like a file opening up with lists of people who were guilty of multitudes of wrongdoings uh, that were hidden in darkness. And uh, God opened the files, and he began to release the lists in this vision that the Lord showed me. <clears throat> and this man of intelligence would disclose it all. And right now we are seeing the fulfillment of that as Elon Musk, the... Uh, uh, known as the world's richest man who just purchased Twitter. Uh, he's exposing these hidden files and these hidden, hidden lists of people who've committed multitudes of wrongdoings. And, uh, and so this word is coming to pass right before our very eyes. And I also prophesied that many would fall in the fall. And with this exposure of hidden facts, many people are falling and are about to fall and be held accountable for these acts of wrongdoing. And uh, we have just begun. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, In that very same prophetic word, God spoke to me about a great turnaround and a great reversal that would come forth as a result of these things. And so we are, uh, I believe we're about to see some things uh, happen that the hand of God will bring forth I heard the Lord say that this will be a sweet, sweet Christmas time for his people. That was as I was praying this week. The Lord said, this will be a sweet, sweet Christmas time for his people. But it will be bittersweet, a bittersweet Christmas time for those who have been caught red-handed. And I think the the term red-handed is very key there. And um, we've entered into a season that God prophesied about a season of justice and restoration, a season of justice and restoration, and that God would begin a great time, a time of great restoration, uh, justice, justice and restoration, and it would be a time of great restoration as God continues to release the lists. <clears throat> and the Lord showed me angel armies uh, being led by by Michael the Archangel, uh, breaking free those who have been held captive <clears throat> by generational curses that were like chains on them, and and uh, <clears throat> even some people who have been against us. God's going to set them free from generational curses. Their eyes are going to be opened, and many will turn from a Saul to a Paul. Uh, these generational curses and these chains that were on them were causing division in in uh in um, among people according to race uh this race against that race and this race against that race and these generational curses are being broken off like chains and the hidden forces of evil will be dragged into the light many of you remember that word uh that these hidden forces of evil would be exposed uh 
they would be dragged into the light and exposure would continue to occur. Then the Lord spoke to me that there would be a resetting and a restoration of what was stolen. Now, the devil steals stuff all the time, but this is a big theft that will be restored, a reset and a restoration of what was stolen. As the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sabaoth, Lord Sabaoth, demonstrates his authority and his power and answers the prayers of his people. If my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways, humble themselves and pray, I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal heal their land. And I believe the first part of that scripture was fulfilled and God has heard from heaven and now he's healing our land. And then on October 28th of this year, I prophesied about a great reversal. Uh, that there was a temporary interruption, but the Lord would set things back in order, and his favor would begin to pour out from heaven on America like a river of light or a waterfall of light. And I believe we're in this time right now, and as this waterfall of favor, uh, like a river was flowing out of heaven, I heard a trumpet sounding. And as the trumpet was sounding, the prophets began prophesying again. And the word they were prophesying, this was back in October I prophesied this. The word they were prophesying was prosperity. Prosperity is coming for God's people like never before. Prosperity, prosperity is coming for God's people like never before. Let me just say the sense that I had by uh, seeing this was that The people of God were being robbed and didn't know it, and that God was causing what was rightfully theirs to begin to come to them. And then the trumpet sounded again, and they prophesied. The prophets prophesied again, saying, the eagle will soar again. The eagle will soar again. This was back in October I prophesied this. Then the Lord showed me the stock market breaking 30,000 again. Now, I know very little about the stock market, but I know the Lord told me in the beginning of 2020, in January, at the end of January in 2020, uh, that that the stock market would break 30,000 twice before the end of the year, and it actually did that. Now, the Lord spoke to me again in October and showed me that the eagle will soar again. I heard the prophets prophesying, the eagle will soar again. And the Lord showed me the stock market breaking 30,000 again. And it was a time of great reversal as the Lord of hosts and his angels began fighting for God's people and fighting for America the beautiful. And there was a great rebounding as everything turned around. And instead of living in an upside-down world, the hand of the Lord set everything right side up, and there was a great reset. And so I want to encourage you tonight you can look around and see these words beginning to come to pass. God has a remedy. He has a plan of restitution in place. And God's never caught off guard. He knew this before the foundations of the earth were ever laid. He knew about all of this. And I want you to understand he's already planned for your inheritance to come to you. Your inheritance in the kingdom of God is coming to you. Blessing is coming to to you. Promotion from God is coming to you, and the favor of God, like a waterfall, is pouring out upon you tonight. Amen? Listen, 2022 is not over yet, and we will still see the mercy of God upon his people and the judgment of God against those who have opposed his ways. Those who have taken refuge in the Lord and kept their eyes upon Yahweh will begin to see the greater blessing overtaking them. And those who have run after other gods, saying God will not stop them, God will not judge them, God is not there. Those who have been corrupt in their deeds, they will see immediate destruction come upon their heads as they will see their plans disintegrate as they are exposed to the light. I believe we'll see these things and, and we'll see things like we've never imagined as God fights for his people and brings about a season of justice to America the beautiful. God will erase the hatred and the divisions 
among the races especially created by these generational curses as these cur- these chains of generational curses are broken off the people and as god displays his blessing upon america the beautiful again amen amen how many of you realize something big god is about to do something big a big event is on his calendar now i prophesied that over a month ago that god had a big event on his calendar and i believe it's still coming and the enemy's cup of iniquity is full and how many of you are ready for your double portion i believe it's time to walk in the double and the bowls of incense before his throne which represents the prayers of god's people they're full and it is a set time of inevitable, unstoppable favor. See, we understand how generational curses can overtake somebody. They don't even know it, and it just overtakes them. But I'm telling you, when God sets things upright and resets things and puts things back in right order, we're going to start understanding the power of generational favor overtaking you, and there's nothing you can do. It's just going to overtake you, the blessing of God. We are entering a time of plundering the enemy and wrecking their demonic economy and a restoration of all that was stolen from the generations is happening now. You've been raised up for such a time as this. Isaiah 61 and verse 7, it says this, Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion... They shall rejoice in their portion. Rejoice, amen? Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Listen, this is the day of the double portion, amen? You're about to see mountains move. You're about to see things happen. You're about to see the restoration that comes only from the hand of God moving on your behalf. Listen, God is not prepared to give up on America, and neither am I. And he will cause his trumpets, his prophets, to prophesy the restoration, even though it may look exactly the opposite. God is not giving up on America, and neither will his prophets. You watch how much more comes into the light. Amen? This is just the beginning. This is the tip of the iceberg. Listen to this prophet. I'll never give up on the word of the Lord. I'll never give up on America. God has spoken about the salvation of this nation, and I will never yield to the pressure of the enemy. Uh, As much as he wants to put pressure back, I feel pressure from heaven. Saying, become more accurate, release more words, uh, fight the powers of the enemy with more prophetic. Listen, God is the title deed owner of this planet and the entirety of its resources. Don't let the enemy fool you into thinking he controls anything. God owns and controls everything on this planet, including every person. And he knows how to turn the hearts of the king any way he wants to turn them. You know, King David wrote in Psalm 24, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and everybody and everything in it. Let us never forget that. He loves his people with an everlasting, unstoppable, unconditional love. And this is my commandment, that you love one another. Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Listen, this is going to be a beautiful and a sweet Christmas time. Declare it over your household. Declare it over your family. Declare it over your nation. God has called me to America. He's called me to America, and when I pray, I hear God say, America the beautiful, because I believe <coughs> there's a picture of restoration <coughs> that God has shown me, and we're going to that place. And I believe these words of life, words of life for the future, for our children, for our grandchildren. This nation will have total salvation, <coughs> and every generation coming forth until Christ returns. As for me and my house, my family, my generations, we will serve the Lord. He's all we'll ever need. Amen.
you know, I, uh, I've been to the doctors this week, just so you know. And uh, one of the things the doctor said was, the more you talk, the more you irritate your vocal cords, and the more you're going to cough, and the longer this cough is going to last. And so by plenty of cough drops, well, I'm doing exactly that, but, uh, you know, I can hardly help it. I have to speak. I have to pray. I have to decree, and I have to communicate. And so uh, I just believe God is doing something supernatural in my throat, and uh, I will recover quickly. Amen. Uh, But I believe this. I pray every morning for you. I pull aside in the afternoon, and I pray for you. And before I put my head on the pillow at night, I'm praying for you. And if you're a part of this house and a part of this ministry, I want you to know that you are covered in prayer. You may feel weak at times, but you will always be covered in, in prayer, especially if you're a part of this house whether online or in person, because we get people all over the world emailing us and and uh, reaching out to us and sending us messages, and uh, we're so grateful for every one of you. But I refuse to compromise in the worship and the ministry of the Lord and the ministry to his people. Do you know the in the Bible there were priests who were chosen to minister to the Lord? That's what their job was, just to minister to God. And then, he, and then he would minister to his people after the priest ministered to the Lord. It was a process of kingdom reciprocation. Jesus said it this way, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. I say all this to encourage you. Press into prayer. Press into the word of God. Press into some transformation because God will speak to you things. And he's doing what he said he would do, what he promised he would do. His timing does challenge our flesh. But when he does what he, what he promised, we gain understanding and we know why he did it in his timing instead of our timing. Amen? So press in. Uh, spend more time in, in, in prayer. Spend more time writing out some scriptures. Don't just call people and get them to pray for you because they know the Bible better. Press in. Look up some scriptures. Take some time to let the Holy Spirit lead you and teach you. Amen. Watch these broadcasts again and again. I say so much in a short amount of time uh, because I want to pack in the word, of Lord, the word of the Lord as much as possible uh, so that you're filled up and charged up in your faith and you don't fall. Amen. So I want to say it again. Watch what God does in this hour. He is both Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end, and he's everything in between. And listen, he is marching with us through these seasons of life. And at times, he's the fourth man in the fire. Uh, But he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And he's at work in the hearts of your loved ones right now. Too many are saying, this is the end times, and so... Why do we need to do anything more? It's the end times. And if you turn on uh, most Christian television, they're going to tell you it's the end times. And get ready because Jesus is coming back any moment. And it's time for the rapture of the church. Listen to me. The Bible says no man knows the day or the hour or the time when Jesus is coming back. Only the Father. Jesus doesn't even know. But there are some things we do know. One thing is that every enemy will be made his footstool. We're not just looking for fire insurance and we escape out of here uh, while the enemy just takes over everything and destroys everything. That's not God's plan. That is religion's plan, but that's not God's plan. The Bible says every enemy will be made his footstool and then the end will come. And that refers to the body of Christ. The feet are not in the head, they're in the body. And so if we're going to make his enemy his footstool, uh, in fact, God told Jesus, sit down until your enemies are made your footstool. So that's the body of Christ, the ecclesia. That's the ecclesia Jesus spoke about that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. Listen, we are not there yet. So don't get ready to rapture out of here. Let me just tell you what Jesus said. Jesus said, occupy until I come. 
That's military occupation. That's having a a warrior mentality, fighting the good fight of faith and overcoming the powers of hell with the authority and the power of the name of Jesus and the power of his word. Put the devil under your feet so that the devil becomes the, uh, the footstool of Jesus, just like Jesus demonstrated in his earthly ministry. Jesus was praying to his father in John chapter 17, and, you know, look at his prayer for you and I. Uh, John seventeen, fifteen, says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world. That's rapturitis. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. In other words, that you would live with such a, a righteous standard of truth that you don't involve yourself with evil. He said, I, don't, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Listen, the main objective of our enemy is to try to stop our progress. That's his main objective, to try to stop our moving forward, to try to get you and I to do something else besides conquering the kingdom of darkness. He wants to get you busy doing all kinds of other things so that you're not fo- focusing on occupation. He wants you to get you to, to focus on rapture. He wants to get you to focus on all these other distractions so that you're not focusing on destroying the powers of hell and being the ecclesia that has the authority to bind things and loose things. And as we, whatsoever things we bind on earth is bound from heaven. Whatsoever things we loose on earth is loose from heaven. Listen, he did it in the Garden of Eden to Adam and Eve with just a few words. Uh, the objective of your enemy is to try to stop motion, to stop you from moving forward. If you think about the pandemic for a minute, we could, we could gather at Walmart. Uh, we could go to different uh, uh, other things, but we could not go to church. Why? Because the enemy wanted to stop forward motion of the church, stop all progress and paralyze the church. Listen, God wants his church active. He wants his church alive. He wants his church uh, uh, moving forward, possessing. He wants his church uh, uh, ministering to people who are displaced by uh, uh, Russian soldiers in Ukraine and in Moldova. And he wants his people active and moving forward. Why? Because faith without works is dead. Some people can say, I have faith, but some people say, I have faith, and they show you their faith. Uh, you know, there's, there's three kinds of people. Those that uh, watch what happens, those that make things happen, and those that wonder what happened. I don't want to be in any of the, any of the two onlooker groups. I want to be the one that makes it happen. That's what Jesus is looking for. People who will use their faith because faith without works is dead. Uh, thank God we saw an explosion uh, during the pandemic of our online audience. Uh, you know, the enemy tried to stop the forward motion of the church, but we saw an explosion uh, of our audience online. And, and instead of stopping us, it expanded us. And the plan of the enemy backfired on the enemy. I believe if we'll activate the ecclesia, the church that Jesus was talking about. I will build my church. I will build my ecclesia. If we'll activate the ecclesia and pressing into a deeper relationship with our Father, learning to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially the prophetic, we could actually, according to Peter, hasten the coming of the day of the Lord. You want this to be the end times? Listen, you need to get active in in your faith. You need to pray. You need to Get in the word of God. You need to stir up the gift of God within you. You need to wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. Fight the good fight of faith. Encourage others. Go out of your way to show love to people who can do nothing in return to you. Uh, Go out of your way to pray for others, whether they know about it or not. Pray for them. Bind the forces of hell. Release the blessing of God. Bind and loose. You've got the authority to do that. <clears throat> if we do that, we could actually hasten the coming of the day of the Lord. Look at Matthew 17. 
If we ever needed a church activated in the power of God, we need it today. In Matthew chapter 17, it's a great chapter. You should take time and read it 10 or 12 times. Read it in different versions until you get it deep within you what Jesus was saying. Uh, Jesus first was talking about John the Baptist, and he was comparing him to Elijah. And uh, at the end of the book of Malachi, it says that Elijah will come again. And so this is what the scribes and the Pharisees were talking to Jesus about. And Jesus said, uh, uh, Jesus started comparing John the Baptist to Elijah. And he says these words, Elijah shall come first and restore all things. And in the power and the spirit and the power of Elijah. (coughs) But then (coughs) he says this, let me grab a sip here. Then he says, Elijah has already come. And the disciples understood that he was talking about John the Baptist. And so there was a time when Jesus was coming to the church, coming for the first time to earth. And Elijah preceded Jesus in the form of John the Baptist. The spirit of Elijah was upon him. But John the Baptist did no mighty works, and he didn't restore all things. And that's what Jesus said. Elijah shall come first in the spirit and power of Elijah and restore all things. But then he says, but Elijah has already come, and he was speaking of John the Baptist. He did emphasize that Elijah still shall come first in in the power of and the same power and authority that he walked in before and restore all things. But then he talked about John the Baptist. So prior to the first coming of Jesus, John the Baptist, the prophet, showed up in the spirit of Elijah. But now the second coming of Christ, in in the second coming of Christ, Elijah shall come again. I believe the company of prophets that God will raise up to activate the ecclesia in the prophetic and open their understanding about moving in the power of God, that's who Jesus was talking about. The company of prophets preparing the way for the second coming of the Lord. And then he starts uh, explaining this to his disciples, and a man comes to Jesus with a demon-possessed son, and the demon keeps trying to kill the boy. And so Jesus is looking at this, and he says, how long has he been like this? He said, he'd been like this for about 10 years. And so the man says, I brought him to your disciples, and they couldn't cast the devil out of him. I'm going somewhere with this. In verse 17 of Matthew 17, it says this, and Jesus answered and said, O faithless, listen to this, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, that's the first thing he says, because of your unbelief, because of what you believe that keeps you from believing the truth. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing, listen to this part, nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. And so here we have a picture of Jesus and the church. The church that Jesus had already given all power and authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm them. And they knew this. They went out, 70 others also, and they cast the devil out. And they said, the devil, even the devil subject to us in your name. And they, they did all these mighty works. And so Jesus commissions 
them, to, and this is under the old covenant. He gives them the power and the authority in his name to go out and, and operate in the power and the authority of Christ. But then uh, they had the power and authority to heal the boy and to deliver him, but they could not, Jesus said, not because they didn't pray and fast, but because of their unbelief. Listen, today's prophets should have more insight and prophetic revelation than Old Testament prophets. You know, I, I thank God uh, for calling me to be a prophet. And I know in some ways uh, the prophets are offensive, uh, can be very, um, can be very um, controversial. Uh, but listen, we prophesy what God says to prophesy. And that's, listen, I've, got, I've been doing this since I was a teenager, and now I'm 58. I've been doing it more than 40 years in the ministry. And so today's prophets should have much more insight and much more prophetic revelation than any of the Old Testament prophets. Why? We have a new and a better covenant built upon better promises, and the Spirit of God is not coming upon us. He lives within us. Listen, I don't want the government calling up psychics for revelation. I want the prophets of God to be the voice of the Lord with such great accuracy and revelation that the government calls the prophets for the word of the Lord. Police uh, detectives should be calling prophets to solve cases, finding missing children and and those kind of things. And by the way, they have come to me and other prophets I know, and we've given them answers. But there are some things that you cannot uh, share everything publicly. Uh, you you have to be uh, someone who can handle that kind of information and let it go. But there's a day coming when the ecclesia and the prophets will be actively exposing the wiles of the enemy, stopping the gates of hell. That's what Jesus said. And the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Listen, there's a generation saying, we're tired of religion. We're tired of all this junk. We want to see the power of God manifest. We want to see a prophet prophesy uh, that missing child is over here in that field by that well. Uh, and if you look there, that's where that child is. And they go and it is, the child's there. By the way, that is a, act, that is a true uh, representation of something uh, that we gave the word of the Lord on. But in Matthew chapter 17, uh, the man says, have mercy on me, Jesus. Have mercy on me. Help me with my son. And Jesus walks him through this process and gets the child delivered. But then Jesus addresses the entire generation. And he says, the reason why this couldn't happen is because of a faithless and a perverse generation. The reason why you couldn't do this is because we're in a faithless and a perverse generation. In other words, there's a generational curse that had been affecting their thinking and blocked them from operating in God's power, which the Lord had already given to them. Did you catch that? Jesus said, oh, faithless and perverse generation. There was a curse that had caused mindsets so that they could not overcome that mindset and operate in God's power. And the reason they could not rebuke the devil was a generational curse, not just prayer and fasting, but it was a a generational curse that was working against them. How many times have you given up on God's divine intervention or given up on a mountain moving for you when you prayed? May I suggest to you that that may be dealing with a mindset that enables a generational curse. You may be dealing with a mindset that allows a generational curse to exist in your life, and that's why the power of God gets stopped there. Are, are there things that you're tolerating that you should be casting out? Are there things that you're overlooking? One of the words for holiness, by the way, one of the definitions of the word holiness is divine order. If he's the chief cornerstone and we are to come in right alignment with him, which is what righteousness means, right alignment with God and right order 
and right standing, uh, holiness means lining our lives up to his life. So Jesus said the prevailing problem was, was a generational curse of faithlessness and perversion. So how does a, a generational curse get into place? Some person along the line makes a decision to do something to pull everything out of order. The devil comes with just a few words, just like he did Adam and Eve, and causes, them to, causes people to believe something out of alignment with what God has to say. Is that what we're dealing with today? Do you see that all around you? People saying there's more than two genders and that it is wrong to say something other than that? Listen, there's only two genders. He made male and female. It's a very settled issue for thousands of years. But the devil comes with just a few strategic words to try to put a generational curse a faithless curse of perversion upon a generation. I believe we're, com- we're coming to an awakening where the church is going to start moving in power and authority, and we've got to stop giving way and giving place to these generational curses uh, that cause faithlessness and perversion uh, in, to be accepted in the church. Having a perverted view. Now, perversion doesn't always mean... Uh, uh, sexual perversion, having a perverted view of who God is and is causing powerlessness in the walk of, of many Christians in this generation. Jesus goes on to say, if you just have faith the size of a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move, and it'll move, and nothing will be impossible. However, This kind shall only go out by prayer and fasting. This kind what? This kind of demon? No, how about this kind of generational curse? Only goes out of the nation through prayer and fasting. Let me tell you, the ecclesia in America has been engaged, has been experiencing an awakening. Many people have been fasting and praying. I'm getting somewhere. I'm taking you somewhere. Listen, I'm doing a form of fasting and praying right now. Uh, because of my heart condition, I have to be careful uh, not, to, not, not to just do a complete fast. Um, but I'm doing a form of fasting and following the Lord and following doctors' uh, help there. But I'm getting revelation and insights and experiencing a fresh flow of God's power. <clears throat> I believe... God is breaking this generation free from generational curses uh, because the people of God, uh, those that are called by my name, if you'll humble yourself, turn from your wicked ways uh, and, and repent, I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal your land. That's what I'm getting at. This is what's happening. We have a church full of power, a church full of authority, and God is waking us up to the fact that you've just got you've allowed certain mindsets that are limiting the flow of God's power. Many of you know already that every new year we begin a 21-day fast. And I want to encourage you to seek the Lord on what's your part of that 21-day fast. Partial fasting is still fasting. Intermittent fasting is still fasting. <clears throat> but don't just diet. Add in the additional prayer. Take extra time for prayer. Why am I pushing this? Because I believe we're at a place of awakening right now where we're going to begin to see generational curses breaking off America the beautiful right now. America is a forerunner nation. It's a prophetic nation. And we're called to lead the pack. We're called to lead the way. We're called to... Uh, be the city on a hill, shining bright for others to, 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 to know which way to run, know which way to go. And we're going to be uh, the leaders in breaking open, uh, and breaking off generational curses and causing awakening in a nation. There's an awakening happening right now. We're coming back to genuine, authentic, uh, 
Christianity rightly aligned with with the throne of God. And I believe we're going to see more devils cast out. Uh, these signs shall follow those that believe. They'll speak in new tongues. Come on. So whole, whole denominations won't allow you to speak in tongues. You need to speak in tongues. Jesus said these signs will follow those who believe. Believers speak in tongues. Believers cast out devils. Believers lay hands on the sick and they recover. Believers uh, cast, uh, uh, pick up the devil himself and cast him out. We're not afraid. Come on. You know what Jesus said. <clears throat> These are the things that will follow the ecclesia. They'll begin to flow in the power of God. Let me point this out also. Generational blessings, just like generational curses, overtook generations. And they didn't know why they were stuck in these mindsets. They don't know why that poverty <coughs> ruled in their family for so long. <clears throat> it was a generational curse uh, that someone decided to walk in uh, somewhere along the line, and it just released that curse. Well, listen, someone can decide to stand up for Christ and release generational blessings that'll chase you down and overtake you. And you don't know why. I don't know why we're so prosperous. I don't know why uh, the blessing of God is overtaking us. Listen, it's because it's that's the way it works in either direction. God wants you to start understanding it's time for your inheritance. It's as simple as that. Poor decisions, poor actions, fear, doubt, unbelief. It opens the door to curses to operate in your family, and it goes on through the generations. That's what the Bible says. But a righteous walk with the Lord, right standing with the Lord, recognizing what Christ has already done, that change of mindset Putting on the mind of Christ, it cuts off the curse <coughs> and activates the blessing. And when you walk with the Lord, you start, you're going to start flowing in his power. We're going to start teaching in 2023 more on the gifts of the Spirit. I want to establish a school of the, prov- of the prophets in 2023. I have a vision. I have a plan. I have a momentum. We will have the School of the Prophets in 2023. We will have our own facilities in 2023. And I'm believing God to do it debt-free in 2023. (laughs) And I do believe nothing is impossible. I believe that. Nothing is impossible. And I know that you're with me on this. We're all doing our part Ministries all over this nation. We're all doing our part to see the hand of the Lord turn everything around. We're all doing our part. We're all fasting and praying and and seeking the Lord and and watching the hand of God move. I'm excited to see 2023. But until then, let me just say this. God is still reversing things right now. God is still causing many to fall in the fall. God is still cutting off the enemy. I want to charge you and challenge you to expect your own reversal. Expect God to reverse things in your life. God can and will turn everything around for you. Your healing is coming forth. Your family is turning around. This is a time of hope for the people of God. God is upsetting and overturning and exposing those who've uh, committed evil acts against the Lord and his people. And they will be brought down to nothing, according to the scriptures. Their time of being stripped of their power has come. Amen? I could give you so many scriptures. Second Chronicles 20.20 says, Believe the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, the givers of the word of God's hope to your life, and you shall prosper. Believe it. You know, This is a prophetic decree from Jehoshaphat to the people of Judah in Jerusalem who were with him. They were surrounded by multiple armies who were there to wipe them out. By the way, they were um, Lot's daughters uh, decided that they were going to have children uh, by their father because they weren't sure how they were going to populate, bring forth population. So they brought in a generational curse. And uh, the sons of Moab and Ammon 
uh, that were the two sons, Moab and Ammon. And those were the armies that were surrounding Jehoshaphat. It was a generational curse that God was breaking that day. And so they were surrounded by them, and God reminded them, Judah shall go first. Put the praise out in front. Clear your mind of all these fearful things. Declare the mercy of the Lord, and they did it. And while they were singing and shouting the praises of God, angel armies were dispatched, just like I've been telling you, to fight for God's people. And when their song was over in the encampment of the enemy, there was nothing but dead men everywhere. God destroyed and annihilated the curse. Then the people of God spent three days gathering in their spoils of war. I'm telling you, we're entering into a time of gathering in spoils and receiving inheritance. In these times, they didn't bring wealth to a battlefield. Those armies had defeated other armies before getting to this valley that was known at the time as the Valley of Decision. And they spent three days gathering great wealth. I'm telling you, you've got a season of of wealth gathering uh, anointing in front of you. And it was so great that they changed the name of that valley from the Valley of Decision to the Valley of Barakah, or the Valley of Blessing. What a victory and a wealth transfer at the same time. Listen, we're going to see a release of wealth. This is a time of supernatural breakthrough into your inheritance. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1, it says, To everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Listen, many people are wondering, why do we have to go through the things that that we've gone through? There's a purpose and a season for everything that God does. But we're entering into a new season now, a season of barakah. A new time of God's blessing breaking forth. A time of breaking off of generational curses. The destruction of generational curses. A time of birthing the promises of God. It's a time of deliverance. It's a a time for breakthrough. It's a time to see economic change. The season that's upon us is a good, good season. And we are birthing something special right now. And when it is time to bring forth a child, whether or not the mother's ready to go, it's going to happen. Whether or not she wants to go through the process, it's going to happen. It's just time. And she has to follow it all the way through. There's no turning back. That's what's happening right now. We're giving birth to what God uh, had, has had us carrying for this nation and for the nations of the earth. This is a good, good season. God is restoring you to something greater than what you've lost. And listen to this prophet. Nothing is over until God says it's over, and it is not over. It is not over. Even those who think they've taken power through evil strategies and corruption and in evil ways, they're now going to get caught in their own web, and they're finished. Amen? I want to encourage you again to join us this Sunday at 4 p.m. It's going to be a wonderful and a powerful time in the kingdom. I'm looking at the clock. We are definitely out of time already. But I want to thank everybody who continues to support the work of the Lord right here at Speak Life. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. You know, God is raising up an army of prophetic warriors, whether you're a prophet or just part of the prophetic generation who flows in the gifts of the Spirit, and the anointing of God. You're going to know God, like Scripture says in Daniel, you're going to know God and you're going to do great exploits for Him. You are one of God's champions. And more training is coming. I want to help you to be all that God created you to be. So thank you for supporting this ministry and helping us to equip God's people. If you desire to sow a seed to help us to continue to release tomorrow's news today, the word of the Lord to the nations. There are several ways you can give. You can first text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. Any amount. So if you're giving uh, $10, you would put the number 10, and you text that to the number 84321. Or you can also click on the link on our website, martylayton.com. Or lifepointchurch.cc. Lifepoint has an E on the end, so it's lifepointchurch.cc. 
Now, if you prefer to mail in your offering, you can mail it to LifePoint Church, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. And, you know, every week I go and get the mail, and uh, I see the offerings and the envelopes, and I get the special requests and the prayers, and I want you to know I take those and I pray over them. I want you to know I'm praying for you. Uh, And so thank you for sending those. Those of you who send it every week, you know who you are. Thank you so much. I'm praying for you. And if you're watching on social media tonight, there's a link in the comments section. Click on that and you can give that way. Uh, It makes it very easy to give. So again, I want to thank you for standing with us. I always will pour out a fresh new word from the Lord. I promise to give you the best. I will not slow down. Not even uh, a a throat issue can stop me from from continuing, right? I just want to thank you for standing with us. I also want to thank um, today's sponsor of Speak Life is Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Listen, Mike is an amazing patriot. He's an amazing warrior of God. And he's fighting on the front lines uh, for our freedoms here in America, the beautiful. So please, it's Christmas time. Go check out his products. He's discounted his pillows. In some cases, some of the, some of the products are down 90%. He's doing it to be a blessing, but also to help support his company, support the battle that he's in, and support Speak Life. I want you to know we use these products, and they really are the best. If you're having trouble sleeping, get a MyPillow. I just want to encourage you. You're going to love it. But when you go to the website, MyPillow.com or MyStore.com, use my name as your promo code, Marty. Uh, Use the promo code Marty. You'll receive the deepest discounts available off everything you purchase. And uh, at MyStore.com, by the way, they have this, and I'm just going to take a couple minutes and put this up here so you can see it. My coffee. I'm telling you, I drink this every day. It's organic. It's smooth. It tastes fantastic. It's very specialty coffee, and, uh, you know, you get it for uh, the same price that you would buy anything else, but instead you're supporting those who support you. Uh, stop supporting people who don't support your agenda. Amen? So that's at mystore.com. Remember, use the promo code Marty. Or if you prefer, you can call in your order at 800-859-2938. Again, remember to use the promo code Marty. It's a great way to support Speak Life. It's a great way to support Mike Lindell. And it's a great way to get great products in your home at a great big discount. Amen? All right. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. And I want to invite you to join us next week for more great prophetic training and teaching and prophetic ministry. If you enjoyed this and you were blessed by this, take a minute, leave us a five-star review. It really helps <clears throat> along the way. You know, we've been shadow banned, we've been blocked, we've been banned, and all these different things. And uh, we've had people week after week, different platforms tell us they can't find us. Uh, and so I want to encourage you, <clears throat> help us out. Leave us a five-star review. Click on whatever you need to click on. Ring the bell. Subscribe. Uh, Follow us on all social media. Follow us on Truth and Getter and Facebook and YouTube and Rumble and Instagram and Twitter. Yay for Twitter again. Uh, Parlor, Telegram. Follow us. Subscribe to us. Uh, Do whatever is necessary so that you can be updated uh, with all the information Again, you can watch us live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. you got to check out Rumble. Listen, they don't censor anything we do there. <clears throat> Many ministries have taken their stuff off of all these other platforms and just put it on Rumble. We're going to stay uh, as long as they let us stay on these other platforms uh, because people find us everywhere. Uh, but I want to thank you for for uh, subscribing and being a part. And I want to thank you for telling others about the Speak Life show. 
It helps us to reach more people and uh, and encourage them with prophetic ministry uh, week after week. Amen. Also, if you like podcasts, please take a second and subscribe to the Speak Life podcast, and you can find that at Charisma Podcast Network. You can find it on Spotify, on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, or wherever you get podcasts. We're going to be right there. Again, I want to thank you, and I want to encourage you uh, to open your spiritual eyes. Let God enlighten the eyes of your understanding so that you can begin to see things that God wants to show you. Open your ears to hear what God is saying. He's always talking. You're created in the image and likeness of your Father. And so when He speaks, something is created. And so when you speak, something is created. You know, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. When you draw near to God, he draws near to you, and you begin to hear what he has to say. And when you begin to speak that, you're creating something beautiful for your future. That's your design, to hear the word of God and to begin to speak it out and watch God create beautiful things in your life. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And that's why I want to always remind you to speak life. Amen. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.